Hello guys, welcome to the Worldwide Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, my dears. How's it going? Welcome to one more Worldwide Podcast. And I, I bet you guys, this, this episode is going to be amazing because it's the first country that we are going to the Mideast. So first of all, I just want to ask you, I'm Amsterdam right now, guys. You know, he's, he's a bit chilled. He's in the weed country or kind of stuff. So how's it going, bro? Hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, if you guys listened to our uh, last podcast, uh, I was still in Croatia, but then we just uploaded it when I was already in Amsterdam. But yeah, I'm here for two weeks now, and I can say this country is so, so liberal and chill. It's so amazing to be around the city of Amsterdam. Bikes are the new cars in here, like everybody just bikes around. I've seen no traffic around Amsterdam with cars, it's just bikes. And it's such a big shift from uh, Zagreb in Croatia because Zagreb is a car city and Amsterdam is a bike city. So I'm loving it. And yeah, I'm ready to see what Amsterdam has to provide to me in the future. Amazing, bro. Amazing. Now, this fact about, about being, you know, moving by bikes, and it, it's actually more healthy for you, you know. So... Yeah you, can, sure. you cannot, yeah, you cannot complain about, you know, not yeah. going to the gene or kind of stuff. Because <laughs> I was complaining. Be sure, bro. Uh, so because... by the end of <laughs> this journey. Yeah. And during, uh, during my, you know, times in Portugal, I was complaining a lot that I was not using bikes and kind of stuff. And then when yeah. I moved to, to Warsaw, I was using bikes almost every day uh, to go to, the, to my work. So I was feeling like, okay, I'm actually doing something healthy. <laughs> so... Now introducing our guest today, we are we are talking with Sahar from Saudi Arabia. Uh, it's going to be amazing this episode because I I don't know so much about your country, Sahar. So yeah. you know, introduce yourself. Mike is open for you. How's it going? I think you. hi guys. My name is Sahar. As Joao uh, just introduced me, uh, I was uh, born and raised in Saudi Arabia until I moved here to Zagreb. 2018 to study at the University of uh, Zagreb at the Faculty of Economics and Business, where Gnerma decided to join us this year. Exactly. Good for you. <laughs> um, and yeah, um, so honestly, and we're yeah. going to talk about the country. One quick fact to our listeners who do not know. So basically, uh, me and Zahar were having classes together in uh, Zagreb, yeah. Croatia. And uh, I have to say the first question for you which is, I, I don't think I ever told you, why did you choose to go study in Croatia? Because first of all, you weren't Erasmus, so uh, you're actually studying yeah, in uh, Zagreb. Not, yeah, you're exactly, actually in the, exactly. in the course. So what made you uh, want to get out of Saudi Arabia and go study in Croatia specifically, like Zagreb yeah. even? Like why right. did, you, did you not choose Italy, uh, like uh, Holland, right. other countries? Why Croatia? You actually, you actually moved to there. Your, I your moved there. I've been student. here since All right. 2018. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. Um, honestly, if you asked me that question the summer of 2018 and you told me that I would be studying in Croatia, I would literally laugh at your face. Like, I was like, <laughs> Croatia who? Croatia what? Croatia <laughs> where? <laughs> you know? But um, basically, um, I have uh, Croatian roots. My grandma, who I'm very close to, is from Croatia. My mom is, is from Croatia as well. Um, and I actually came to Croatia the summer of 2017, spent the entire summer here with my family. Um, my aunts came and my cousins, it was a huge, huge, like, like what you see in the movies, summer vacation, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, and I really, really loved it. And, uh, when I finished my high school exams, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had no passion in life. I did not know where the hell I was going. I had zero clue. I was going through a teenage crisis where I didn't know who I wanted to be, what I wanted to study. I had wanted to do so many things, but also nothing at the same time. I'm pretty sure all of us over here been through that. And my mom just one day walked and she's like, why don't you try applying to Croatia? Like, why do you want to go to like big cities like London just to go to Croatia? And I've always been a fan of like quieter cities and calm cities. And I think Guilherme can agree with you, like Croatia is pretty calm compared yeah. to, let's say, London, to a place that I actually wanted yeah. to study, actually. And, and I looked at my mom like, why? She was like, let's just try applying. And uh, I tried to apply. And I honestly didn't think they'd accept me, but they did. And uh, I'm here and I don't regret it. I'm super happy. I'm uh, looking to even study my master's here as well, but doing it through the Erasmus program so I can uh, mm -hmm. you know, take advantage of the other EU countries. 
and yeah, hopefully yeah. end up working here. I definitely want to spend the early 20s of my life spending uh, living here. I love, love, love Croatia so much. So yeah. I, I love that your your mom motivated you into studying into another country. That's yeah, so cool. Yeah. No, like, that's so cool, for sure. For sure. I never wanted to study in Saudi. That's for sure. First of all, the private universities there are really, really expensive. They can imagine. They're really, really expensive. And the public universities are not that strong. You know, and uh, they're mostly in Arabic. And honestly, Arabic, even though I grew up speaking Arabic, Arabic is my mother tongue. Uh, English is the language that I'm comfortable with uh, studying and the co- mm-hmm. language I'm comfortable expressing myself. Because I, I studied in English throughout elementary, middle, primary, and high school. All right, know? all right. Wow, so that's, right. that's, that's, yeah, that's exactly, amazing and exactly, interesting. Exactly, so it's yeah. the language I'm, uh, I'm comfortable with. It's not like here in Croatia, where most of our colleagues uh, studied in Croatian in high school school and language and english was just the language you get on the side um it was the opposite for me english was uh, the 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 language they used to teach every single subject i had in school since any chose any chose your english is great absolutely phenomenal yeah amazing amazing that's why i uh the first time that uh i met you in class i was like she is not croatian for sure even though croatians speak very good english i knew that you were like from another country that you wanted to study like somewhere else yeah then, your like, influence is amazing really yeah, yeah really learn english yeah. basically to do that so that's quite nice <laughs> yeah. but it, it actually is an interesting fact um um saudi arabian uh, universities and faculties are not you know good the public the public one because no, yeah. all around the world the public universities are the best you know are the better ones yeah. Uh, even here in Brazil, you're kind of, you know, you have this kind of, you know, system of economy very similar if you compare to Saudi Arabia. I mean, you guys yeah. are richer now because of oil, <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, but, but you know, you still have, now. you know, this, this kind of, you know, a lot of poor people and a lot of rich people. The rich ones yeah. are really rich and the poor ones are really poor. So you have, yeah. you, you have the same here in Brazil. And it, it happens that the public universities here are really good. And yeah. it's actually an interesting fact. I, I think it's just a matter of um, in Saudi, they choose to invest more in the private schools rather than in the public ones. Because honestly, the private schools, uh, the private universities are the more are overpopulating, basically. There are more of them than the public. Yeah, ones. sure. And it's not that the public uh, universities aren't good. They're great. They're when, once you graduate from there, like you have a strong certificate on your hand. Um, it's just a matter of like the private universities are recognized uh, by other universities and other workforces around the world. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. So so basically, that's why everybody prefers to go to the private one rather than to the public one. Just like how Croatians in our in our class um, decided to study in the English program rather yeah. than studying to the Croatian program because the English program is recognized by universities like in London, you know? Yeah. So it's just I, thinking 10 steps ahead. Actually, I had the same thing because uh, I also studied in Bologna, Italy, and mm-hmm. uh, I was in two courses, taking classes in two courses, and both of those courses were all in English, and at least 70% of the people there were actually Italians that yeah. uh, were yeah. studying in the actual English course. And uh, they all told me like um, they wanted to get out of Italy and go into English internships. And the only way to do so was to get into uh, English bachelors. So, yeah. The oldest university in the world, right? It's it's kind of, you know, mindset mindset changing, you know? Yeah. And you want to know something, Sahar? Croatia for me was absolutely easy. Like, of course, I had to study, but Bologna, Jesus, it felt mm-hmm. like I was in a master's <laughs> and it was so hard, so hard. Honestly, I had to study we, so much. We are we are really privileged. I mean, I think I'm really freaking privileged with the faculty that I'm at. I mean, uh, first year, okay, so in our faculty, the first uh, year is a filter. I yeah. can't tell you how many students enrolled in first year and how many of them are not here anymore because they just failed they just couldn't do it they just couldn't handle it the first year was the hardest year for us we had to really study i had to study every single day at the library to be able to pass these courses and to make it through the second year but third year and fourth year all of our um elder students all the older generations always told us if you made it through first and second year the third and fourth is going to be a piece of cake for you there's yeah. no way you're failing. It's just like in medicine. If you make it to your third year, you're done. You know, it's yeah. like, 
but yeah, this Bologna system is, is really like the fact that you can take subjects from the first year through the third year and how oh, you yeah, have yeah. terms and you don't have to go through the full exam. All of that is, is great. It's great. Yeah, yeah, I actually prefer so much the midterms. Like yeah. uh, there are some, uh, most universities actually here in the center of Europe, like uh, Holland, Germany, uh, Belgium, they all have just one period of exams. So basically during the semester, you don't do really much in yeah. the, the the only le last two weeks is when you have everything accumulated and Which i hate that because yeah. come on guys I, I, uh they have to learn and they have to teach you what you are doing at work you know so yeah, yeah. so it, for me it's enough one one period or one semester of the exams and then actually teach you what you're doing at work so that's what you have to do yeah I mean, yeah, you say you say that now, but then when I think about how I have to study like crazy for <laughs> yeah. on the weekend before of two weeks where I have an exam every single day, my mind would explode. And the so pressure, I, Jesus, the, the anxiety, pressure, pressure, stress. Anxiety, pressure. Oof. Jesus. Yeah. You forget yeah. to sleep. You you suddenly forget you don't know how to sleep. It's it's. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I prefer to study like a bit every day and then get the mid the midterms done, done and then that like the full holiday. Where I don't have yeah, to worry we about any school. I was really shocked about how tourism, we only had one exam. This, this yeah. is actually the first year where we had only one exam for a lot of the subjects tourism, um, marketing innovation, and enterprise information system. Those three subjects, we only had one exam for them, not, no midterms. And we've never yeah. experienced that before. So we were all like, what is going on? Like, why are you guys doing this to us? Yeah. yeah. Actually, with statistics, I had two midterms and they were like, very well uh assembled and like made so like not much uh material was accumulated in just exactly. a big one yeah exactly. because then you have like so much to study especially with statistics it's so much like to learn and mm -hmm. just to so, know yeah, that's the best with the formulas do, imagine so, yeah. yeah imagine one final test of these statistics would you'd blow your it's mind so yeah. oh my god like uh the teacher uh let us like use a sheet of paper with formulas and it's yeah, like yeah. from uh from like yeah from up and down so it's like two pages basically and exactly. for each midterm you'd have one sheet so two pages so, so for a last meter yeah. yeah it's like two sheets so it's insane exactly. i hate it amazing uh, amazing thank god i had two midterms so sahar going back to saudi arabia oh, where are you from in saudi arabia i'm from the capital Riyadh. 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 Oh, amazing. Yeah. Okay, the capital. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, sometimes I kind of wish that I lived in Jeddah, where the sea is. Um, mm. Even though the weather there is more horrible. it's uh, There's uh, so much humidity. And when it gets hot in the summer, you can't even breathe outside. But it would be nice oh, okay. to be living next to the sea. I mean, uh, and honestly, from the time I grew up, to now saudi has changed so much like mm. saudi is nothing compared to when i grew up like honestly i have two younger siblings uh one's 16 and the other one's 15 and they're having a completely different lifestyle you can imagine now that they're in high school than compared to when i was in high school there were a lot of things i couldn't do when i was in high school that they could do now and it's like you know so like what care. so what yeah. do you mean yeah. are the country yeah. are developing or the country is definitely developing and they're slowly um, letting go of uh, some of their um, cultures, slowly okay. starting to, right. to break down to the cultures. And there's something I really would like to emphasize that um, when I came here, a lot of people started to associate um, Islam with Saudi Arabia. And I had to talk to so many people and just tell them like, you guys, I know it's a stereotype, but it's literally their culture. It has nothing to do with their religion. Um, and they have beautiful culture. Don't get me wrong. I respect it. I love it. That it's really, really beautiful. But recently, they're slowly trying to make it more Western because they want to attract more investors because they want to build their country on something besides depending on oil because we know you cannot depend on that forever, you know? At yeah, some sure. point, the country will go broke if they... It's commodities, oil. you know? If you're... Exactly. So they're yeah. looking for for new, for new um, investors start coming in and you know they're building a metro now we have public transportation now we did not have that we were it's a and when i say a car city i literally mean a car city there are no sidewalks for people to walk you yeah. go from like if you wanted to go from your apartment to shpar 
Croatian yeah. uh, Croatian uh, supermarket. Supermarket, yeah. Imagine, you know, so it's truly a car city, but I think it's actually fine for Saudi because it's not the kind of country you'd want to be walking in. It's really, really, really hot. Imagine, really, really hot. I can imagine. It's I can imagine. Boiling, especially yeah, in the middle. Boiling. Bo- oh, my days. And um, thank God there's air conditioners everywhere. I'm like in Europe, where it was something I had to get used to when I came back. I was so used to sleeping with an air conditioner setting with an air conditioner, doing everything with an air conditioner, going into a place, there's air conditioning there. If I get in the car, there's air conditioner there. I feel you. I, I feel you, Sahar. Yeah. We, we, pass, I, we pass through the same here in Rio. Exactly. Sure. And then really I come here, it's, it's like, it's just radiators. Up until now, I have never slept with a radiator before. I just can't do it. I don't care how cold it is outside. I would rather be bundled up in 16 blankets than to turn on the radiator. I hate it. I'm just not used to it, you know? Yeah. But, um... That's uh, nice. Yeah, but uh, growing up there was great. I really honestly couldn't uh, really experience as much as other people could because I kind of, my parents tried so hard to kind of separate our lives from Saudi, kind of. Um, I went to a private school, the, the, the best that they could afford. There's a lot of them. There's, of course, the expensive, crazy ones, and then there's the cheap ones that, like, a middle-class families can afford. And I went there and it was a really, really diverse school. Like Saudi is really diverse. There's people there living from all over the countries. I had diverse, really, really wow. diverse. I, I had really friends from the US, friends from uh, from London, friends from Syria, Lebanon, Egypt, Sudan. Um, so you, uh, it's probably because Australia. people were moving there uh, because yeah. of. Uh, the oil industry or, or kind of stuff family uh, yeah because of jobs that, but, yeah. uh, we have a very strong um we have this place called the diplomatic quarter quarters where basically all the embassies work there and what saudi does they invite a lot of diplomats to come in and when these diplomats move they bring their kids from oh yeah home. and they all put them like in, in, in boarding yeah. schools so exactly. what did did you have to to wear like a uniform or and oh, did yeah. you sleep there oh, yeah. at the school yeah no no, <laughs> I, no, no I didn't go to no, no, no. I didn't go to, it wasn't a boarding school. It's just a, when I say private school, I just met a school that my parents had to pay money for, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, but I did, it was a British curriculum school. It was called Ghana International School. So it was actually, it was a British curriculum, but uh, by the Ghanaian embassy. Um, it was so that's really why you, you have, like, you know, your, all your learning, your learning shit in English. English. Right? Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did have to have a uniform and everything. It's actually kind of funny. The beginning of my, I went to the same school all my life. I did not get, I did not change at all. It's not the same system here where once you're done with primary school, you get out, you go into a high school. It's the same the whole way. It's all the same all the way. Um, it was the, the beginning of my school years, I had British teachers and then they all went away for some reason. I don't know why. And then African teachers started teaching me. So that was uh, really an interesting shift for me, you know, and uh, me and my friends would sometimes try to try to talk to them and they were really nice and uh, they're the funniest people I've ever met. Mm. Like they, I had teachers from Nigeria, from Uganda. They were so, so funny. It was really fun having them teach us in class. It was lovely. Yeah. I loved it. Um, and also I was really, really lucky to go to a diverse school because I had friends that went to public schools where only mostly Saudis went to and they suffered crazy racism for some reason. They did, but I went to a diverse school where everybody was familiar with everybody and I'm just really lucky okay. that I didn't go through that phase of bullying, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. And, and one question. So since it was a more diverse school, you mm-hmm. didn't have to wear a hijab, right? Or, or no, anything actually, like no, 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 no. Um, uh, I didn't have to. I mean, uh, covering your hair has to be your personal choice. And, yeah, and for unfortunately, sure. uh, it is a mandatory. It is a mandatory in your country, right? Yeah. Because there um, are countries that is actually mandatory for girls. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say uh, in right. Saudi until recently, it was mandatory for you to cover your hair and to wear the abaya i don't know if you guys know what that is it's kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. black cloak you the guys full on. Yeah, yeah yeah um but honestly uh, me and my family never obeyed those rules <laughs> i hope uh, <laughs> no saudi officials are listening to this and they put me in jail right now <laughs> no they won't they won't they won't, they won't. <laughs> 
but um, recently it's no longer compulsory, but actually a lot of people still wear it because it's just so ingrained in your culture. Even me, I don't really leave the house without the abaya because I would feel like everybody's looking at me kind of like if I walk out here in Croatia with the hijab on, everybody would just be looking oh. at me, you know? And also because yeah, yeah. It, might, it might be very warm to wear this. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah. people surprisingly get used to it. I mean, I have uh, friends with me, like my closest best friends that decided to cover their hairs from uh, since they turned 16, you know, and uh, they're very happy with it. But um, some people are just not there yet and they're not ready. And I think it should just always be a, a, a personal choice. But uh, yeah, obviously. But did you, yeah, in my, did, in my you bring our, uh, <laughs> did you bring yeah. our uh, hijab to Croatia or, or no, no. no, no, nothing. OK, no, yeah, no, no, I just no, I'm not there yet. Yeah. My relationship with God is slowly improving day by day. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. It's yeah, actually, um, it's even in Croatia, it's like very to, rare. Yeah, is, for sure. Yeah, to see people sure. in hijabs or yeah, yeah. yeah. Other things. But here it in is. Amsterdam, it's so it's so normal, so normal. It is. Oh, nice. Yeah, but Croatia is not that diverse actually. Like when I no, first no, moved no. here, when I would see another black person on the street, I would say hi to them. Like that's how it was for me, you know. Like I felt like I was the only person in the whole city. Which is which is curious it. because Bosnia is actually Muslim country, right? And it's it is, really yeah, it border with Croatia. Yeah, but there there's a lot of them here, but they don't uh, practice their religion as uh, as as strongly as the Middle Easterns do. I have sure. met some Bosnians, but they don't um, practice it like uh, you know how wearing how hijabs and kind of stuff. stuff. Yeah. Ramadan. They, they, they look at it as a personal relationship with God, which I think is the right way to do it. I think religion should just be a personal relationship with God and the state should have nothing to do with it. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yada, Amazing. Yada. Amazing. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, when I when I actually, when I came to Croatia, I was quite surprised to not see any black person in there. I think <laughs> the number of black people I saw in uh, Zagreb, especially for the whole period was like 10. 10 yeah, and it's so 10. crazy because i <laughs> no. actually i actually uh there were some erasmus people who were black and i was like oh my gosh i'm hopefully they don't like pass for any racist uh, stuff but yeah. i think they were actually fine but still it's like so weird to not like see exactly. like you know diversity yeah it's, it's crazy exaggerating you guys literally 10 people maybe even less you know <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I and I think a lot of them were actually tourists because yeah, I never exactly. saw them in a, again. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a funny history back in in Zagreb. I, I didn't do Erasmus, but I've traveled to Zagreb for visiting a friend that was doing Erasmus in your in your university, and I, I was spending five or four, yeah five five days I guess in there in Zagreb. Then we were traveling through Croatia. And uh, come on, guys! I I am I am too too black, but I'm white to black if you if you call it right here in, in Brazil. <laughs> and people yeah. were like amazed by me. They were like, "Oh, you 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 are you're a bit black, bro. What's it? What's it? Amazing, amazing. Where are you from? Where are you from? Uh, I'm Brazilian. Brazilian. Oh, come on, uh, get a shot of hakia for free. Come on, buddy. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, fuck off." I don't know if it's racism. The, the guy was just like uh, amazing. Like they were like, oh, he was man. he was so yeah, amazed I, that he honestly, just wanted to give it kind of upside. It was a kind of you know, it was racism, but it was like a kind of good racism. Let, let's call it. Yeah, <laughs> because no, it was honestly, amazing. I completely yeah. get you. Yeah, like I yeah, had I to learn. Yeah, I really did have to learn. Like when I first came here, um, not to take things that they say to heart because yeah. they genuinely don't mean anything bad by yeah. it they just genuinely are excited they're genuinely curious mm -hmm. they're genuinely mm -hmm. intrigued like i would be asked the craziest questions you guys and i would just look at them and be like i need to educate i need to educate i need to educate you know and yeah. uh, i'm honestly it's i'm glad i'm glad that i came here because it gave me a thicker skin and uh and honestly i don't like to throw the word racist lightly because it does kind of uh Camouflage, um, actually yeah, yeah. serious racist things. Yeah, yeah, you have to split yeah. things. You have to split. Yeah, you have to split. Yeah. Kind of re educate yourself, right? Exactly. Um, exactly. There are yeah, people like there that the, yeah. do not mean to, to, you know, kind of, you know, harm exactly. you. And there are people that are actually doing this, you know, all the pathologic things. Yeah, and, and honestly, 
you know what? If I meet a person who's genuinely racist, I'm not even gonna sit there and argue with them. They've already made up their mind. There is nothing that I can do or say that they will look at me differently. I just look at them and smile and be like, have a good day. I'm gonna do me. Like, what do you want me to do about it, you know? There's that is no good. This person. Yeah, yeah, because you're not giving him like a platform because exactly. he mostly just wants attention. Yeah, and he by wants debating stage, with him, bro. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. By debating with him, he's not going to change his mind and he's going to gain the attention exactly. that he... You need so, to pick your audience. That he wants. Your audience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is nice. That is nice. I don't think racist should be a word that should be like thrown so casually because exactly. when, when actually racist people... Uh, are being racist then that word they doesn't mean as much, as much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly so if you're always saying racist 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 to people who are just like ignorant or just don't really right. mean it at all right. then a real racist person comes and that world uh, and that word doesn't mean as much as it should be amazing yeah, so, yeah. but in the other hand we all uh, we also want to raise people you know so if we are raising our in our kids and kind of stuff we don't yeah, want of course, to people, people to exactly. be like this you know more pathologic in the future you know exactly so yeah sometimes when a people we don't have racist, any homophobic racist homophobic exactly exactly yeah we want to raise different we want to raise different <laughs> exactly that's exactly. it how and how is it And how is it in Saudi Arabia, Sahar? So you think um, uh, honestly, it's, it's kind uh, of it's kind of you know delicate to to talk about those things right there. Yeah, right? yeah, honestly, yeah. Just hope, uh, I just hope. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But honestly, uh, let me talk about something that that's that's good that's happening. Honestly, I am really thankful. I genuinely mean this. Really thankful and really really proud of how they handled the coronavirus. Um, I know a lot of people disagree where the government has so much control over a country, but I think in situations like this, the government should have some kind of control. They handled it so well. Um, everybody had to download this app. What a nice way to track us, but you know, whatever. Uh, everybody had to download this app where they would kind of track your location. And let's say if me, you and uh, Guilherme all went to a party, They would all know that all those phones are at this part at the same time and cops would show up and be like, listen, you guys need to go home. Like, what are you doing? Um, if you had to go into the supermarket, they would see how many people are in the supermarket by just the, the app would send a signal, you know, and they would, okay, if the number reached, people would stop going in there. You had to wear your masks everywhere and vaccination centers were amazing. People are getting vaccinated like this. Yeah. um that's also one thing that i really loved in saudi and something that i hope i will never get rid of in saudi is my health insurance health i have not i have really seriously taken that for granted like the health over there is amazing because here in zagreb i don't know i really hope again you didn't have the experience going to the hospital here but it no. is horrible you have to wait for ages to get an appointment um once last two years ago i got bitten by something here and i'm older i'm already allergic to ants and i'm allergic when i get mosquito bites they leave scars like it's um, i get a little bit of a reaction yeah. and something mm -hmm. bit me on my leg okay and uh, my both of my legs were swollen both of them really? and wow. uh, and like there was a kind of like a hole into my leg it, it was as if the insect dug like my skin out and yeah, then maybe blister. maybe a spider probably yeah, a spider. yeah probably, probably a spider and then, yeah and then there was a blister and then it was just it was just really bad and when i went to the er i had to wait for seven hours and i had an exam the next morning and my Jesus. mom did my mom really did not feel comfortable with me sleeping without me checking checking out what's wrong and i had to wait seven hours just for them to give me a shot of antihistamine you know so <laughs> But yeah. again, the private the private health sector here is amazing, but the public one not so great. So you know, you get what you pay for. You know what I mean? But something yeah. I'm super grateful for is is how they're organized. They their schools their schools their education is organized. The health is organized. The everything is is great. So in yeah. terms of that, I feel like I was really privileged, really lucky going up there compared to some of my friends and some of my family members that grew up in Sudan. You know. It's, it's a huge shift. So, sure. yeah. yeah. Honestly, despite of their strict uh, rules, I grew into it. I got used to it. My parents taught me, like, this is what, it did, what, what this is. I traveled. I got to experience. I went to a school where everything was normal. It was great, you know. I honestly, 
I don't regret. Uh, okay. If I, yeah. And one question: Do people uh, in Saudi Arabia want to get vaccinated? Like, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. great yeah. because Croatia is Croatia is the opposite. No Croatian person yeah, wants to get vaccinated. I don't yeah, I don't get that. I don't. Why, bro? Do not get that. I had two talks or three talks with uh, different uh, Bolt drivers and Uber drivers, and they were all against vaccination. <laughs> like oh. so yeah. many Croatian people do not want to get vaccinated. So yeah. many, yeah. and yeah. they even did um, uh, like some kind of riot, small riot in the middle uh, like a, the of horse. Like a protest, right? Yeah, 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 a protest against vaccinations, and there were so many people, and there were like yeah. some preachers like saying just random shit you know like yeah man I, I, it's, it's very you know I, i don't like to talk about those topics because you know makes me really mad about those governments that are against science and kind of stuff but yeah. man it, it, it's it's pretty it's pretty insane for us you know both students like we are three we, we study in life you know to, to imagine a government other the guy that is you know in a upper stage of our, of us, let's say it, saying that yeah. people don't need to get vaccines. This is insane, insane. man. This is yeah. I'm sorry, but I this mean, is everything has its side effects. You know, if you can take ibuprofen, ibuprofen pills, you can die. You can die from anything. You know, everything has yeah. its side effects. But like, you just need to weigh the scales. And we can't complain saying we want things to go back to normal. We want our lives back and not get vaccinated. Like, how would you eradicate? exactly it, it, it's so hypocritical when when it people really don't is, want to get vaccinated bro. they're like it saying is, oh i want to go back to clubs blah 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 and i'm yeah, like and also buddy yeah and also, buddy, just put the it money, in your veins then the money exactly. the, the public money is going to to people you know for science you know people in in the labs studying for it so then you're spending money with them and then you're saying to your people that you you're it, it isn't mandatory for you guys to to get yeah. the vaccines this is crazy man And it's Just, free as well. Like here, in, yeah. in Amsterdam, I'm going to get my one in two weeks, my first dose, and it's going to be completely free. Completely free. I'm waiting for my second dose from uh, Croatia here. Mm -hmm. I got my first dose in Saudi, actually, before I left. And I had to contact my uni, be like, hey, guys, can you please help me out here? I want to get my <laughs> second dose, and I don't want to yeah. die if I don't get it. Um, I was supposed to get it tomorrow, but I didn't fly back home. Um you know so i really hope they'll give me the second dose and honestly yeah. i hope i'll stay here for the summer i kind of don't want to fly back home i'll, I'll feel so unproductive to experience I'll, the hot <laughs> weather the 50 yeah, degrees of saudi arabia there. do you know what i mean there's not much i can really do there um actually we can talk so about that uh yeah. what did you like when you were growing up what were like the activities yeah. that you used to do And uh, what normally traveling around around? the country or other countries? Um, When we travel, uh, when me and my family would travel during summer, we wouldn't really travel around Saudi. We would go elsewhere. We would either go to Egypt, Sudan. We had a trip to the US once, one big trip that cost my my, my family savings, you know, and it was a long time thing. We were like (laughs) a gift for the next 10 years. Um, You need a visa to go to the US, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. We do. do. At that time, we did, yeah um and uh, we either go to we went to london and uh, croatia as well in the recent years and, and stuff like that but um things that i would do throughout the year honestly me and my friends would just uh hang out either i'd invite them over or kind of like going to the malls was our thing we were we didn't really much we didn't really enjoy doing anything outdoors because again the weather was not helpful at all But this was when I was growing up. Now things are completely different. Now there is like so many activities you can do. Like this is what I was, this is what I was trying to say earlier. That my siblings are experiencing a completely different life than I did in high school. They have these. They have now these like things called um, zones, where basically they're like little. Let's say okay, Croatian version of a uh, uh, You know those streets with just restaurants and cafes. Mm-hmm outdoors yeah. and stuff they're now doing them all over Saudi and they're so beautiful and like wow. they have little fans outside with little umbrellas outside just to make it more friendlier to sit outside it's really changing and like they're having these crazy events every single time I don't know if you guys uh, saw online but have you guys heard of winter wonderland wonderland Future wonderland yeah mm. winter winter wonderland it's like this little festival yeah. they started um in uh is it in Riyadh in December yeah in Riyadh 
and it's like this they they literally build an amusement park just for that winter and it's so much fun it's hard to get tickets because everybody oh, wow. wants to go. yeah yeah i'm yeah. just checking right here does yeah, it have I'm like uh, artists like do artists go sing there or or is it just an amusement park uh like yeah, uh, deep, even, yeah. like Musician. Oh, we also had they also there was also like concerts carried out, but not in Riyadh, in Jeddah, in the the city, the other city. Yeah, um, next to the sea. Where like they had concerts, uh, hosting a lot of concerts recently as well, which was something shocking for all of us because it was it was not allowed before, and now it is. You know, this Amazing. is what I'm saying. And yeah. now we have so many museums, so many exhibitions to experience. It's <laughs> it's amazing. You guys, like, it's, you guys it's have a place more, called. You, you guys have a place, place called Semba Headquarters. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, I also want to talk about that. They, they built this thing called the um, Financial District, okay? All right. It is so beautiful. If you guys want to Google it real quick while, while, while we're talking, just so that you guys can see. They just built it recently, and it's part of their 2030 plan to invite more investors, and it's basically where all the banks are there. And it's like Wall Street version of Riyadh. It's so beautiful. I love yeah. it. It's like it's it's really really nice. Skyscrapers. Uh, yeah, when I sh when I show my friends pictures of Riyadh, it's all skyscrapers, you know. But nothing like Dubai. But the buildings are, but like it's a city city, you know. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh my god, this is amazing. How could you love Croatia so much? And it's like people always want what they don't have, you know, because I grew up exactly. in a city. I want to come to a place that's not really a city like Zagreb, where it's like more mellow, more calm, where you can see the buildings all from your height, you know. Yeah, accessible not, and everything. Accessible, exactly. Where inside everything's just huge, you know. Yeah. Which, which is also great, yeah. But I actually like that uh, Saudi Arabia is becoming more uh, attractable to uh, tourists and newcomers. It's, honestly, yeah, it's about time. Yeah. It's about time. It's it's and they're, they're uh, I don't know if you uh, watched my tourism presentation I tried to give on Saudi for tourism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. They're I did, really, yeah. yeah, they're really trying so hard to to invite more tourists because they want to expand their tourist sector, and they're doing a great job, honestly. Like it's really starting to look like a really beautiful uh, country. And uh, if you guys ever come, we all have to go see the edge of the world again. No, it's like sure. this place that I disagree. I believe it was an ocean once. Okay. Um, it's really beautiful because it kind of looks like it was filled with water, but like the water dried out kind of, or I don't know what happened to it. And now there's like these crazy cliffs that kind of look like, looked like we're underwater. And there's a cliff like just standing at the edge of the entire, entire vast of, of dry land. You know, it's absolutely okay. beautiful. You know, what you didn't know it existed. Edge of the, the world. Edge, edge of the world. Edge of the world. It's wow. called Edge of the World. If you guys have a look at it, you'll see what I mean. Um, but that it's, it's absolutely yeah, more attractions. That's nice. And we even talked about in tourism that uh, Asian countries, even though like Middle East, even if it's Asia, I always separate like North of Africa and Middle East into the other Asian countries. But we still yeah. uh, learn that uh, these Asian countries are like becoming more and more like. Uh, wanted by tourists instead of just european countries because tourists want something a little bit different more unique exotic and yeah. they all uh, love also the these. airlines yeah, the airlines are getting cheaper for for traveling to the middle yeah. east um, because I, i remember back in the days like 10 years ago or kind of stuff <laughs> i couldn't imagine traveling to dubai or to saudi arabia because the tickets right. were too expensive like yeah. ridiculous yeah. expensive And now, how, how do you feel now, like, the last time you went to Saudi Arabia, like there were more tourists or kind of stuff? I mean, before Corona. Um, I didn't, honestly, didn't notice a lot of uh, uh, tourists because I wouldn't go to places where tourists would go. Okay. You guys ever get that feeling? Like, honestly, like you grew up in a place, but you never visit that place like yeah it happens, you know? yeah it happens for me like I, it took me i i guess 18 years of my life to visit the christ the rhythm here here in rio yeah, yeah. <laughs> which Wait, is like you guys, watch, the you guys watch friends do you guys watch friends i do do you remember that episode where joey wanted to show his uh, uh his new girlfriend around the city yeah yeah, yeah. And i've never the, really played that he took her for the he went there for the first time for to the, the empire time. state building to all of these things 
and he came back with like these 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 souvenirs and he was so excited and everybody More was, than a girl. Was, was like why are you are you a tourist here he's like this place is amazing how come you've never went there like, like what is this you know so i've actually never cheated Saudi like a tourist there's so many places that i didn't see you know so many yeah. places that i want to go to even neighboring crazy cities that are so beautiful i haven't been to except for the holy city of mecca of course but um Besides yeah, that, yeah. Like, I haven't treated the, the place like, a, like yeah, a girl, It's funny you know? because uh, I, I used to have a, an ex-girlfriend. She was Polish. Uh, she, she came yeah. to Brazil. She came to Rio. And it was happening the same with Joe. <laughs> with me yeah, because exactly. i was i was showing or showing places you heard i was like amazing and i was like oh fuck this place is amazing I, I, I also, and she was like you have never been here i was like no i've never even in the south of portugal probably the most attraction that we like the biggest attraction that we have is like yeah. a, a cave that has a hole in the top And every influencer and model, mm-hmm. yeah, it's called the Benadryl Caves. And every Benadryl. influencer and model goes there just to take pictures inside the cave because you can paddle, you can uh, do canoes, uh, jet skis. It is. And only when It's I amazing. was like 19, I think, uh, I went there to paddle. And uh, I found out that it's not expensive. It's quite accessible. And it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, because <laughs> we have this like kind of mindset that the things are expensive. I don't go there because it's expensive yeah, and kind of stuff. Because and of then... tourists, like only tourists go there. Sure. It's expensive. Yeah. But then we found out that we have student discounts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did show it. I did show it. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it so much. It was funny because in the last episode, uh, we were talking with a girl from Croatia, and Gio was actually saying that he he knows more about Croatia than her. She knew nothing. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. But um, actually, we were talking about bikes in the beginning of the podcast. Um, one thing: are camels the new bikes in Saudi Arabia, or is it just a myth? Like, do people really, really travel across, like, with camels? Like, are camels? Um, camels. The animals. The animals uh, we talk to. <laughs> like <yeah>. Aladdin? <laughs> uh, yes and no. There, like, there are people that live um, in the outskirts, so, like, where the desert is. And, of course, they have to care for the camels and the cattle and stuff. So there are people that use the camels for desert, but that's really rare. Um, you don't really see them around the city, you know? And a camel okay. just just riding there. Oh horse. really? No, no, no. Okay, you, I thought the opposite. No. So it's basically a like no, a stereotype, no, like, like a myth. Yeah, Saudi is like Riyadh is a city, city. Like you don't see those things there, you know. Okay. Um, but actually, when uh, when I moved uh, to the house that my parents are living in, uh, my family is living in right now, I moved there like maybe 10 years ago. So it's been it's been our it's been at our house for a while now. Um, And uh, so basically, when we moved there, it was a new place that they, they just started building, like a new area. And uh, we had like a valley right next mm-hmm. to our house at the bottom. And uh, when we first moved there, there were actually camels there, but now they're gone. Oh. There were camels there. They were caring for them. They were, they were in the valley down there. But uh, one day they just disappeared. We have no idea where they went. Um, oh. But were they wild or were they like from someone? I, we actually have no clue. We would just see them there every morning on our way to school, you know. Um, yeah. But just one day they just they were just gone. I, I'm pretty sure they belong to someone for sure. They wouldn't okay. be there for, for no reason. But of course, there are people that live near the desert. And of course, there are people who care for camels because, yeah. you know. Did you yeah. ever go into the desert? Uh, yes and no kind of um i never really went there and like camped there and um i don't know read uh, tried riding that uh, that car that you ride in the what you call them yeah yeah uh, the, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the jeep the pod yeah exactly i've never tried that but i have been to the desert and i have seen it and i've just you know stayed there for about I don't know, an hour, and I was like, okay, let's go. Sun is getting stuck in my eye. <laughs> too hot. <laughs> yeah, too hot. Let's go. Exactly. But um, it is really beautiful. It is really beautiful. It really is. Yeah. And how, how is it when it's winter there? Is it too cold? Oh, it is too cold. It okay, is. Imagine. For me, but it's not 
it doesn't get to like it doesn't snow in Riyadh. It, it snows uh, in the north of Saudi Arabia, but uh, in the city where I live, it never ever snowed. In the past 18 years I was living there, it never snowed. But there was a lot of hail. Like it would rain ice, you know. Mm. Um, it would get really cold, especially in the early mornings when I had to wake up for school at five in the morning. It was like zero degrees, one degree outside, and uh, our houses are not built for the cold. They're built for 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 hot weathers, you yeah, know. Yeah. And trying to wait for hot water because the tanks were on the roof and there was no hot water and you have to wait for the for the radiators to the heaters of the water the boilers to heat up the water in the morning. It's a hassle. Yeah, yeah. The same happens like there in you know, Garf. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, this. Yeah, 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 exactly. I would say this, bro. It's the yeah. same thing. Like the houses are not prepared for the cold. Like. I will say the winter is not that cold in the south. The the thing is that But people don't understand how how the wind how the wind is because we have oceanic winds. Like imagine Bologna, it snowed a couple of times, but I was outside with a sweatshirt. I could never be outside in the south with just a sweatshirt in the winter because the wind creates such cold in the body because mm -hmm. it's from the ocean. And, and also the houses, the it, it is too yeah. cold. It is too cold because there yeah, there, are no, yeah, exactly. there are no heaters. And also, like you say, the houses are not built for the cold weather. So yeah. my, my, my worst experience with cold weather was living in Portugal, in the south of Portugal, in the places yeah. where it, it is too. And cold. it's expensive as well. Like uh, the, the heaters, like the, the heaters portable heaters are so expensive. expensive. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's too expensive. Electricity and even just to obtain them. It's like exactly. so much money. So you, 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 Sahar, you also said you went to Egypt and Sudan, yeah. right? Yeah. The, are the landscapes similar to uh, Saudi Arabia or are they completely different? They are, they are completely different. It's definite, it, it is still very hot in Egypt and Sudan in that sense. But in terms of like, I would say, um, of course, in Egypt, there's the rich part of the country and then there's the, the poor part of the country, yeah, yeah. which is something that you don't really see in Saudi. Everything kind of more or less looks the same. Mm -hmm. kind of but in egypt you can really dis dis like distinguish between the rich part of the city and the poor and the part poor, of the city yeah, yeah know, exactly so... because in cairo they have like a new cairo city and then just cairo yeah, right exactly yeah. exactly exactly so you can really distinguish the difference as for sudan um the it's capital cool, right? yeah the capital khartoum is i would say the richest part of the city and that's even i don't even want to use that word because it's the best of the poorest You understand what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So Sudan is, 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 is doing really bad, but I don't know if you it's guys... It's very dangerous country, right? It was, it was. I mean, uh, especially during the revolution we had uh, two years ago when the whole world turned blue. I don't know if you guys remember that. When I do, I do, I do remember. Sudan, um, people were dying. Um, it is very, very dangerous. Just recently, somebody got shot in the River Nile. A kid that was... 16 years old, just got shot in the head by the police just because. It's, it's crazy, but um, we hope with this new regime that we're trying to fight for and the uh, elections are coming up and we're just hoping that change will come soon and uh, Sudan will finally blossom and become the country that it was, it was meant to be, you know? And mm -hmm. fingers crossed, you know? Uh, you, yeah. have, you have Sudan roots, right? Yeah, 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 my dad's from Sudan and my whole family is from there. So definitely my mom okay. was also raised there. So I feel more Sudanese than uh, Croatian <laughs> or Saudi for sure. So you're so, the only Saudi of your family. You, you're, you're... Um, well, I'm not, well, I wouldn't, I never really tell people I'm Saudi because I'm, I'm not. They don't, I don't have the citizenship. I'm not a citizen there. I, I live there oh. with a visa. They don't give you the, the citizenship if you were born there. So I'm not. I'm, so yeah, what I'm is not, your passport? A Croatian and Sudanese. Okay. Wow, that's yeah. that's fascinating, yeah. actually. Yeah. Okay. They don't really, they don't give you the citizen if, unless you're Saudi by blood, and I'm I'm not Saudi by blood. Wow. And uh, one thing, both Egypt and Sudan uh, speak Arab as well, yeah, right? Arabic, yeah, yeah. Okay. Egypt, Sudan, Saudi. Even though we all have different dialects, but we all understand each other, like. We understand Egyptians, Sudanese, um, yeah. Syrians, Palestinians, but the Moroccans, we don't understand them. They're, they're <laughs> Arabic, yeah, yeah. French. It's bear, bear. They speak bear, bear. Yeah. yeah. So we don't, really, we don't really understand their Arabic, but we understand all of them, all the other countries in Qatar, in Doha, in, uh, in Dubai. We understand all of them. Yeah. Actually, back in the day, 
uh, I had this thing since like Egypt is one of like the, the oldest countries ever. Like they have the oldest culture, everything. That's true. Uh, I thought that they they had their own language, Egyptian language, mm -hmm. and yeah. I was completely wrong. And you know, when I found out I was wrong, when I was playing Assassin's Creed Origins, and the uh -huh. people in the game were speaking Arabic, and I was like, wait, this is Arabic. This is not like any like Egyptian language or anything. And then I searched online, yeah. and I was like, whoa. They speak Arabic. They speak Arabic. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? It's crazy. Yeah. So crazy. I, I really thought they had like their own language since they were like so yeah. ancient and stuff, but no, it's Arabic. So it's quite, yeah. quite nice. They're quite influenced uh, by, by, our, by the neighboring countries and of course the, Islam, the, the Islamic culture because the, our holy book, the Quran, is in the Arabic language. And I think that also plays a huge factor in why a lot of these countries speak the Arabic language, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, do you have any like big or like uh, any like fascinating like locations in Saudi Arabia that have like the you best recommend. landscapes that you like people need to go? And also they, because uh, tourism, uh, it, it isn't in like a uh, tourism country, like tourists don't go there. Not and, yet, and you feel they're like... working on it. But I would definitely go see the Red Sea in Red Jeddah. Sea. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Um, uh, personally, because I'm a Muslim, I'm, I'm Muslim, I love Mecca and Medina. I don't know if you guys would be interested in uh, in seeing Medina, for example, but uh, I think it's just a, be a beautiful, beautiful city. And the, the 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 holy places there are so beautiful. Um, and also, come visit me in Riyadh. Riyadh is great. I mean, I you know, sure. it's, it's <laughs> if we can go to the skyscrapers, go all the way to the top. You know, yeah. go to all these cute little museums, go to the... After this podcast, it, it is in my bucket list for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you can visit me. I really, I really so want to visit the Middle East so mm -hmm. much. Yeah. yeah. Like my first, I'm, I'm quite basic, but obviously like Cairo in Egypt, because I'm fascinated with Egyptian mythology and I really yes, want to I see the pyramids. Them. Some of my best friends are from Egypt, you know, so... Did you, how how was, was it to see the pyramids? Because... It's probably one of those things that only like yeah. lifetime yeah. experiences, inside, right? I went inside and it's actually really hard to, I thought it was going to be completely empty inside, just like hollow, but it's yeah. not, it's, it's literally all bricks. And then for you to climb these stairs, you literally have to like pretend as if you're going down a ladder because it's so steep, you know, and yeah. even going up. You would have to pretend you're climbing a ladder, a ladder, a ladder, a ladder, a ladder <laughs> yeah, instead yeah. of uh, climbing stairs. You know, it was, it was yeah. so steep. It's yeah. a tomb. It's a tomb. Yeah, yeah basically, exactly. they, they would do those labyrinths, so it'd be harder for like a uh, pick, um, not pickpockers, but the 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 people who steal uh, yeah. scavengers. Yeah. Scavengers, I think that's the and word. Muggers. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they would not be so easy to find like the big uh, treasures and prices of the pharaohs and the big, big people that would get uh, mummified with all their um, possessions. Exactly. So, oh, yeah. so how, uh, there, there is one stereotype thing, like, <laughs> like if you touch in this topic. I would topic. love to kill stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. So. so, yeah. Is it true in Saudi Arabia if people steal something, they cut their hands or kind of stuff? They go I mean, okay. We all have these crazy laws. Like, if you do this, this will happen to you. Um, if you do that, this will happen to you. But, but, it doesn't actually happen. It's in the laws. It's in the books. So it's actually but... in the law that if you oh, say yeah. something, okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because we we follow we follow the Sharia law, and in the. If you steal, if you have premarital pre, pre, pre sex, if you um, if you're if you're if you're homosexual, all those things come in hand. However, but if they do take you to court and you ask for forgiveness, they have to let you go. Oh, that's okay. how it is. Okay, okay. that's how it is oh, because if oh, it's you, like yeah, if repent, confessing in a church. Yeah, but if you repent your sins, if if you told them that you repented your sins to God, they cannot punish you that way, you know um uh, but that's that's by sharia law however if they take it by the state law like by by actual law then then you would have to uh suffer some kind of punishment in prison or jail you know if, if you got caught stealing for example just like any other country okay. but in terms of those crazy inhuman punishments doesn't happen anymore they don't, they don't, they don't, they used they don't to it, it used to yeah obviously they used to like 
even I think before I was born, I've never heard a story throughout my entire 18 years there where somebody died or somebody was killed by 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 the court because of that. Yeah, just a stereotype. Or maybe yeah. it does happen, but they just don't talk about it. Maybe it does happen. I don't want to be here and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah maybe happen. they hide it, but you never but know yeah, what happens behind closed doors. But it's sure. uh, it's not out in the open if it does happen. Is what I'm trying to say. You know. And uh, and I heard, but I, I I probably could be wrong. Can a woman drive already? Oh in yeah, Saudi now Arabia? yes, yeah. Before okay, now, the- just since the last two years. It was legal for women to drive. Last two years, okay. Yeah, last two years. Years, exactly. And just last year, uh, Saudi women were insane. allowed to travel without permission from their husbands. Uh, Saudi women were allowed to work in certain industries. A lot is changing, you guys. This is what I'm saying. Like, it's not the same country I grew up in anymore. It's it's really changed so much. Like, when I was growing up there, it wasn't really common or normal for me to walk around with you guys just for coffee. But now, nobody cares anymore, you know? Um, it mm-hmm. wasn't normal for you to be seen in your normal clothes and not wearing the abaya, but now people do it and nobody can say anything to you because, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's definitely changed, I think, for the better. But mm-hmm. I also think it's really important for them to keep their cultures because that that's what makes it different from everybody else. Yeah, yeah. just it, just take the stupid things out, like the, yeah. the exactly. things that just people call nice traditions. Balance. But it's not nice uh, keep your you know? keep your gear exactly. tradition, but you know, just let out those just, you know, not him exactly and unnecessary. And kind of exactly, exactly. But uh, if I have any advice for, for our listeners, if you guys hear anything about Saudi, if you ha- if you guys hear anything about Islam, any crazy stereotypes, just please just go do your own research because there's so much more than what actually meets the eye. Even me, I would even me growing up, I used to believe those crazy stereotypes until I actually sat down and started studying the religion, studying the culture, studying everything on my own, just for my own benefit. And I realized like, none of this is even in the book. None of this, this is, this is not what this is. Like, what is going on? Even I myself had to educate myself. So if I have any advice for our amazing listeners here, just, uh, you know, either, either contact me or do your own research. <laughs> <laughs> your nice. your insta yeah. is on the description of this podcast already right? so if you guys yeah, yes, <laughs> have right. any stereotypes question for saha i would love to i would love it's to open uh, to yeah teaching the ignorance so they yeah. can actually stop being ignorant oh this episode is being really Lovely amazing people. yeah exactly exactly this episode yeah. is really, really yeah amazing. very informative yeah. like Yeah. Because Saudi Arabia, for some, is such a controversial country, even to talk about yeah. certain topics. And by bringing light to what the country really is, it like kind of yeah. puts it down a bit, like the controversial exactly. side and everything. It's not, it, it's not as bad as, as people portray. Of course, you guys, they have their kinks, they have their disadvantages, they have all this. But it's just like every other country around the world, you know. And uh, yeah. people, people like to focus so much on those bad parts. And I'm not saying it's a good thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that there are people living there, working, going to work every morning, going to school, eating, going out with friends, living their normal lives. And there are people there that are suffering, you know? So it's, it's, it's two way, it's, it's, it's two way thing, you know? It's, mm. there's, yeah. there's two of everything. It's not black and white. Yeah. Amazing, so that's that's nice. really so for sure. I'm sure. very privileged to go up there, honestly. It's, it's great, and it's very good to have people like you, you know, yeah. a, a kind of understanding, you know, the difference between, you know, to, to, to have this balance that, that you told that exactly, you talked about exactly. for sure. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. So, Saha, you're, you're reaching the end of our podcast now, uh, and Guy wants to do this question that he does every episode. So, feel, feel for free, sure. Bro. All right, Sahar. So basically, we end with like an open question, kind of like marketing innovation. <laughs> But basically, like, what is the thing that makes you the most proud of being from Saudi Arabia? Like when you came to Croatia and you said you were like from Saudi Arabia, what would be like the primary thing that you would say to like kind of emphasize the importance of your country or just why you love it so much? Um, I think I love that it was very diverse. And uh, I think I also love that it was uh, open to people coming in and welcoming people from all around the world. I really, really love that. They're so open to, to having people come into their countries and work for them, even though um, 
usually immigrants that come from Asia, they always usually work on the um, uh, blue collar jobs, like either in the construction or, or cleaning stuff, or stuff like stuff. that, you know, but they, they mo of course, again, some of them are treated horribly, but the majority are treated so well. And that's something that I was very proud of. The, the diversity is great. Um, and also something that I was really proud of. They really took health seriously, education seriously. And, and they really, you can really see that they worked really hard to try to give the people that are living in their country the best life that they could live. And that's something that I, I really appreciated is like what I was saying, like I feel very privileged having to grow up there. Oh, Amazing. Nice. Amazing. Yeah. So, wow. So, uh, thank you so much. It was amazing. Very informative and yeah. very uh, culture rich. This, this episode was very, yeah, very I'm good. glad I could be helpful. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is really exciting for me. Yeah, for sure. I Since like the first class, I was like, I have to bring Sahar to our podcast, especially because it's so yeah. cool to meet people from, you know, right. all over the world, especially like countries yeah. so like unique, like Saudi Arabia. And uh, yeah. I knew you were actually, the one like, talking about it. It actually sucks stuff. that we never actually got to meet in person. You're always talking on WhatsApp or seeing yeah. face to face over the screen because I wasn't here when you when you were. But if you ever revisit Zagreb, please. Oh, yeah, for guys. sure, for sure. And also too, yeah. if you wanna if you wanna know Brazil and kind of stuff, doors are open. Amazing. Free to come. I would, yay! Amazing. I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love to. So right. thank you so much, my listeners. Thank you so much, Guy. One more episode with you, you man. For sure, you, for Gigi, sure. Bro. Thank you, guys. And yeah, see you in two weeks, guys. It was amazing. Uh, listen to this episode, for sure. It, it is really important for you guys to listen. I'm saying this in the end of the episode, but listen to this episode. All right? <laughs> you already listened. So <laughs> it's amazing. Take it easy, guys. We're on the same page. Yeah. Bye. Thank you.